Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is our second bonus episode where I talk to another human, and y'all are going to love this conversation with this particular human. Dinner is about to get solved, you guys. Today I'm talking with Kate Strickler from Naptime Kitchen. Kate has three young kids and is such a lazy genius when it comes to getting dinner on the table. Her Instagram account is stellar and I highly encourage you to follow it, especially if you'd like some real time cooking. You guys ask me often to do that and I wish I did it more than I do, but Kate is such a great resource for like regular life dinner and shows you all the things along the way. Today, we are going to lazy genius dinner by talking about the difference between food prep, meal prep, meal planning and freezer prep and why you don't need to do them all. We're sharing our best tips using lazy genius principles from my book, The Lazy Genius Way, to show you how you can do this for yourself. We're kind of like workshopping it so you can do it in your own kitchen with your own priorities. This is real rich, you guys. I can't wait for you to listen. Hello, Kate. Good morning, Kendra. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad you're here with me. Um, Okay, so I want to start with asking you, lazy geniuses, name what matters. That's where we start. So I want to know from you, what matters to you in regards to getting dinner on the table? One is that we eat together, but even this one is very forgivable because um, sometimes Nate misses dinner. But that, like, the children and I sit down and eat dinner together. Right. Um, that there is something that my kids will eat on the plate. Yes. But that I like dinner. So <laughs> I'm okay if the main dinner I really enjoy, but there's something that my kids like on the plate. Otherwise, it's just, it could be very stressful. So if there's something that they will eat that they can kind of fill them, we're good. Yeah, totally. This is what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to sort of, like give you um, almost like a little formula, like a mini formula of how you can find the right like tips and approaches to getting dinner on the table based on what matters to you. If you don't know what matters, then you're starting from the wrong place. You have to name that. What matters changes depending on your season of life. It depends on like, obviously like big season of life, like big scope, like I've got little children, but also like maybe... Nate is in the middle of like a really busy season and he's not home as much for dinner as before. Or like right now for me, I've got this book thing happening and it's so busy. Like every day I have never had so much to do in my entire life. So this is a season where I have to be like, what matters about dinner is different right now. And that's fine. Like we have to do that. So for me right now, it is that dinner gets made really quickly 
like I'm not in the kitchen for a really long time. Again, that the kids are like mostly happy, like they're not arguing about what dinner is. So there's something that they like. And then I don't want to have to think about food. I don't want to have to like make new things or try new techniques that I haven't. I don't want to challenge my brain. My brain is challenged enough right now. So I want, I want dinner stuff to be like as simple as possible. So we hear a lot of these buzzwords of like food prep, meal prep, meal planning, freezer stuff. Like there's so many things and all of those are actually different. And they so are. <laughs> they're, they're really different. And so I think we, and we don't all have to do all of them. So real quick, I want us to like define what those things are and give you guys permission to like cut a couple. Like if they don't make sense for your life or what matters to you, just cut them. It's totally fine. So like meal planning, that one, that one's obvious. You plan what's for dinner ahead of time, like just yes. the name or whatever it is. Now, meal prep and food prep. Here's what I would define them as. Tell me if you agree with me. Meal prep is like you're actually prepping elements of a dinner you're going to make, like you've already planned to make, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you're making um, like some like steak fajitas or something, you have made the steak fajita sauce specifically for that meal, specifically for that recipe, and that's already waiting for you in the fridge. Food prep is more like I got this big bag of green beans from my neighbor who has a garden and they're all dirty in a plastic bag. I'm going to rinse them and cut off the ends and steam them real quick because then I can roast them or I can throw them in a stir fry or I can just eat them as they are. Or you're like prepping the food to be taken to another level. I think I do a lot of food prep, but at the same time, it Maybe it falls into meal prep. I'm not, I'm confusing myself. Like I will purposely steam four cups of rice instead of two cups of rice, which is food prep. But I also am like, that will feed us for two meals, not just one meal. Yes. Well, and I think that's actually a really good distinction because here's the thing. If you are prepping that rice, you know that it can fit into a couple of boxes. But mm-hmm. let's say you change one of the meals that had rice and like, your mom brought food over or you guys decided to go out or whatever it is, you can take those two cups of rice and like freeze them or use them for something different because they're not so like tied to something specific. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel like a way that we can see meal prep is like, I am make, I am cutting up these vegetables for this thing. It's like a meal prep, like box thing, like a HelloFresh thing. Like this is what this is for this purpose. And it's all, chopped and all the things ready for this recipe. Whereas if you change the recipe, you might have to change what the food is used for or whatever. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. And then the other one is freezer prep, which you're like, I feel like, I don't know what my like, um, royalty, like regalia terminology is, but like you are the queen of freezer prep. You use your freezer like no one I've ever seen. It's amazing. I do. And my mom taught me that we, I really do. The freezer is just this magical box that like pauses food. It's like food is going bad and you put it in the freezer and it's like, it's not going bad anymore. It's going to be in there waiting for you. If you ever write a book, like a cookbook and it is about free, you have to use that phrase somewhere in there, whether it's like a chapter title or the name of the book, the magical box that pauses food. (laughs) It's the true. Greatest thing like, I've ever heard. Even yesterday, I went in the drawer and there was some um, a bag of like shredded mozzarella cheese because we had made pizzas. And then I was like, "Ooh, 
this will probably be bad in a week. And I don't know if we'll use it this week. And I just literally grabbed the bag and put it in the freezer. I just paused the cheese. Pause the cheese. (laughs) So basically, if you, if listener, if you try and do all of these things to equal degrees, I think you're going to become kind of tired. If you're going to, if you try to be a genius about meal planning, try to be a genius about freezer prep and food prep, and meal prep, I think you're just going to be really tired and you're going to have more food than you need. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that when we try to get into rhythms of like, I'm going to prep everything, then you have like containers of chopped mushrooms that are slimy because you're like, oh, there were two. I went too far. I built this too big. This didn't work very well. Yes. So you don't have to be a genius about all of those things. I think pick one, maybe one or two that you're like, this is where I'm going to put most of my chips in. And then whatever leftover energy I have, like the bag of cheese that I can literally pick up and put in the freezer, then I'll do that. But otherwise, if you try and do all of it, it's just too, it's too much. It's too much. Based on what matters to you specifically, Kate. What are you focusing on of those, of those four things? Well, I think kind of like you were saying earlier, I think season really matters and naming your season of life matters. Cause I would say in the winter time, I, I just, most people use their ovens more. You're making more like casseroles and soups and those are all easily doubled. So those things are freezer. Like I'll be like, I'm gonna make a big batch of spaghetti sauce and I'm freezing a lot of it. Yeah. But in this season, I would say I'm doing a lot more meal prep Hmm. and I do more meal prep than meal planning, probably in general. I think partly I feel comfortable with different ingredients. So I'm like, if I have carrots prepped, I can use them in eight different things. And I feel comfortable knowing that. So I think prep feels important to me because in this season with small kids, I can plan very well. But if the carrots are not actually peeled and cut, right? Dinner is not happening. And there have been, there have been so many nights I'm like, oh, we were going to have like chicken with roasted carrots and green beans. And I'm like, but I didn't defrost the chicken and I didn't peel the carrots. So at like 430, that meal is just not going to come together. Right. And so I'm like, we're having grilled cheeses. (laughs) So for me, if I like prepping, I think is really, really big because I can kind of riff the plan a lot. Mm. And I think in the summer, because of the season of summer, I'm more likely to be like very fluid with what the meal plan is, because who knows what the day holds and if it's a rainy afternoon or we end up at the beach, you know, just all that stuff. Yeah, It's also sort of naming like what you're what you're going to be lazy about. Like, I'm going to be lazy about meal planning because you can like you because you're confident you're a genius about this one thing. It gives you the margin to be lazy about this other thing that that now that's the opposite of mine. I'm like meal planning all the time. Like this is what we're having because, but we also repeat a lot of meals right now. And I mm-hmm. don't feel bad about that because it's just the season that we're in and it's really, really fine. And so because um, one of the things that I do is limit the ingredients that I shop for and use, it's the same thing. Like I've got carrots. We always have carrots and I know how to use them in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to like worry. Do I have the ingredients for this meal plan? I pretty much always have the ingredients for the meal plan because we're, we eat from like the same general list of foods right now. Um, but it's so helpful to me when I walk into the kitchen and I'm like done working and the kids are having their screen time and it's like, this is what I'm cooking. And I walk in and I go, what are we having? We're having this. And I can just sort of like move into it other than the 
having to remember to pull the food out of the free, like the meat out of the freezer. Yes. That's the one thing that can be kind of annoying, but it's a classic misstep for me. Phone alarms <laughs> though. I tell you what, I, like if you set a, an alarm on your phone that it can literally go off every day, like 8am, 9am that just says, pull meat out of the freezer. And you can be like, I don't need meat today. Turn off your <laughs> alarm. But it, but it's like such a great reminder of like, oh yeah, go pull the meat out of the freezer. And then you can decide. Based on those things um, of like what matters to you and getting dinner on the table, because really Mm -hmm. all of this is about just getting dinner on the table. What is your favorite start small tip? So starting small is one of the principles in the book in the Lazy Genius Way. Um, And we can start small in a number of ways. But for you specifically, what is one of your favorite start small tips? Okay, I had two. I couldn't narrow it down to one. But my first one would be to double recipes or double ingredients. Like if you are, if you are going to get out your rice steamer, steam extra rice, or if you are going to get out your crock pot or your instant pot, double the chicken, or if you're going to grill it, double the chicken, because things like that are so easy to use in multiple meals or the next day. And you're just like, Oh, I have extra chicken. I can have like chicken salad or chicken on a salad. Yeah. You know, differentiation in the mayonnaise from <laughs> out there. <true. laughs> um, but I, I just think doubling things it, to me, I'm like, it is such an easy way. You're already doing the work. So you might as well get two meals out of it. If you, I mean, and obviously for me, knowing how to freeze things, I really can like double it and then freeze one and bless myself in two weeks or a month. My other really quick start small tip was to buy pre-washed greens. Praise all the hands in the air for that one. I just, I go and I look and the organic girl little thing of lettuce is more. And I'm like, I don't care how much you cost. You have been washed three times and you are pretty and I'm going to eat you. Yeah. I buy like dinosaur kale on the stalk and I stare at it and I'm like, I have to de-stem you. And then I have to wash you and dry you. I'm just like pre-washed greens. The number of times that I have thrown away sad kale because it's so pretty and yeah. Whole Foods are in the store and it's like, oh, it's kale and it's so like purpley and vibrant. And then you pull it out and it's just, I mean, it looks like a kid dragged it in from the backyard because that you're exactly right. It's so much work. Um, it's not so much work, but it's more work than either of us really want to do. So I yeah. think that's such a premium because here's the thing. If you buy food that is cheaper, um, that requires more work, but you do not do the work to get it ready to eat. You end up throwing it in the trash can and you just threw away the $3 rather than spending three fifty for food you ate. It's yes. like, it's just, it's such a no brainer. I, I love those. Those are so good. Um, so because meal planning is so important, one of my start small tips right now for meal planning, rather than just starting from nothing is to ask the people that you live with what they want to eat that week. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site 
on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy, and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps, and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Mm. As long as you're fine with like them saying the same things for the most part, which I've been surprised that my kids like rotate. Each one has like, three or four things that they go to and they tend to actually rotate them on their own, which is really nice. But it like that I live with four other people. So that's like, that's half the week. It's amazing. Yeah. You just write that's- it down in a block. It's like, cool. That's what we'll do. Like It's so easy. It's so yeah. easy. Okay. So another principle that I love that works so great for food and getting dinner on the table is to batch it. 
batch things. Um, so what is your favorite batch it tip? Yes, I would say my batch it tip is to prep all the vegetables at once. I, um, I know like some people can think like if you, you know, like you peel and chop a sweet potato and you're not going to use it for a day, is it going to like completely dry out? I've just never had that happen. Or maybe my palate just isn't so advanced that I'm like, <laughs> this was peeled two days ago. So like if I get out my peeler and my cutting board and my big chef's knife and I have like carrots and broccoli and sweet potatoes, I will prep them all and put them all into like food prep, like clear Tupperware kind of containers in the fridge. And then just know like everything is ready. It's ready to be roasted. It's ready to be steamed, like whatever I'm doing chopping all the vegetables at once. Cause I, I actually think too, it's kind of like rhythmic. So mm -hmm. once I start, I can just like put in music or a podcast and just like go to town. And I, I feel like it's a lot of elements like the peeling and the cutting board and the knife. So I might as well do like, if I just do it for 30 minutes, not even that long, oftentimes I can prep like everything for the week, yeah. chop everything for the week. What, exactly what you said like when you're going through motions like li literal physical rhythmic motions like peeling and chopping like you just hold four sweet potatoes and you're like peel 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 like it happens mm -hmm. I don't know why it happens in such a small amount of time compared to if you did a sweet potato every single day I mean obviously mm -hmm. you're it but it's like it's crazy just the difference yeah. when you go through those motions like on your own at once yeah, that's a great one. So um, mine is to meal plan by the month. And mm. at first I was like, when I started to do this, I thought this is, this is insane. No one can choose dinner for an entire month because you don't know what's going to happen and you know, whatever. But um, I showed, I, I went through the process of monthly meal planning in a highlight on my Instagram account, if you haven't looked at it before. But essentially the problem that we have with monthly meal planning is that we think we have to plan chronologically, like the first of the month and then the second and then the third versus you go through like the month and write down like special events that are happening or like soccer practices or, you mm -hmm. know, a spouse is working late or I don't know, whatever it is and kind of fill those in and then go, okay, that's where my easiest stuff is going to go. That's where my brainless crowd pleasers are going to go. That's where my like go-to meals are going to go. And then you can like, if you have pizza, you, I know you guys have pizza Friday. Is it on your Friday? Yes. yes. So like you just know every Friday's pizza, like you fill those in and then that's done. And then you can like, oh, we do taco Tuesday or whatever it is. And you fill those in and you're done. And then you fill in the rest of the holes with like other recipes that you want to try or whatever. And kind of knowing that you can hold loosely to change things, um, works, but like the number of people that have contacted me ever since I showed the monthly, had a monthly meal plan that they were like, I had no idea this was going to be this helpful and easy because you can still change your mind, mm -hmm. but you have like a starting place and then you're not having to meal plan every single week. It's like, oh my gosh, it's, it's done. I just mm -hmm. planned dinner for a, an entire month. What is happening? So that's my favorite batch it for what matters to me is to monthly meal plan. I just, I love it so much. Okay. So, um, my final question to you is another another one of the um, principles in the Lazy Genius Way is to be kind to yourself. And and that sounds like not super tangible maybe uh, in, in life because you're like, okay, fine, whatever. But when we drill down into um, like specific parts of our lives, if we've already named, you know, kind of what matters to us, we can actually 
see specific ways that we can be kind to ourselves, not just some sort of like general umbrella of like, be kind. Like, how can we be kind to ourselves regarding this situation, this topic, this whatever it is? And so I'm just wondering, how are you kind to yourself when it comes to getting dinner on the table? Well, I, I, I was thinking about this too. I feel like in general, I am... I can be kind to myself. And I think I just have a lot of grace for myself, especially in the food area, because I just don't see any like strong biblical stance. That's like your food must be organic, your children. I'm just like, you know, I just don't see it as this ultimate thing that I need to grab onto and, and attach shame to. Um, so I think that allows me to be kind. I, so like tangible ways, I, I really don't set any dinner rules. Like sometimes it's a meal with a delicious vegetable. And then like the other night we just had chicken and rice, like no vegetable. I was like, there is there, who made a rule that yeah. there has to be a vegetable. Um, sometimes it's breakfast for dinner. You know, like it's, I don't have these strict guidelines of like what has to be for dinner. Like we really will have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for dinner. So there, I just don't have any strict rules about what's for dinner. Yeah, that's good. Um, And just, I think putting it into the perspective of like it being three meals in a day, like dinner really is just one of three meals. So you might be in a season where like dinner is just hard and lunch is a lot more flexible. I remember for a really long time, my best meal of the day was lunch because I would put my top, this was when I had two and I would put them to bed and then I would eat like a glorious lunch alone. (laughs) Whereas dinner was like chaos. And so I was, I don't know. I just was fine with dinner not being elaborate and I really enjoyed my lunch. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think just seeing it in the grand scheme, I talk about this in the meal plan guide, but it's like three meals a day and that's 21 meals a week. Like it's just, I don't know. It's, it just isn't that big of a deal, I guess. Um, so, and then I know you and I are opposite on this. So I want to say, because I think it hopefully, uh, breeds freedom for people. Like I don't assign meals to a certain day of the week. And for me, that that's just me being kind to myself of being like, these are kind of the meals we're going to eat this week, but I'm going to really go based off of my emotion, my energy level and what goes on that day. And just pick one of the seven I know we're going to have and like plug it in for that day. Whereas I feel like you're kind to yourself by planning them by the day. So it's funny how just the our brains are different in like what that looks like. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting when I thought about it. I love those I so very much. And you're, you're kind of, you're nailing it in the sense that what we're after is not a list of things that we're supposed to do. Because if you, if you just copy someone else's list to do, like if you just listen to this is if, if you said, Kate, this is how you should be kind to yourself. Don't assign days to meals. And then I, as a person who is like, I have a very caffeinated squirrel brain and I need to have as many decisions made for me as possible. If I go into my kitchen and I have a list of seven meals and I'm like, well, which one do we do right now? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do right now. <laughs> like, that's not kind to me. You're absolutely right. And so it's not about having a, a, a list of things to do and you copy the way someone else does things you it's so helpful that's why I love having these conversations it's so helpful for us to know what matters to you and how you particularly are wired and then you can kind of apply these things that make sense for you same for me same for everybody because like it's just not not everything works for everybody 
And there's also not one right way to do things. It, there's just not. And we just got to let that go. So for me, it's, um, it, I have stopped just getting angry with myself over us eating the same things right now. Like I've just had uh-huh. to go like, okay, I'm just going to be kind. We are repeating meals right now. I haven't made a new recipe in probably two months mm-hmm. and that's all right. I don't have to feel badly about that. It's funny too, Kendra. I feel like that kind of goes back to the, like, we put so much emphasis on meals. Like I eat toast every morning for the most part of my entire life. And I think that as a people, we tend to think like breakfast is something that can be really repetitive and that's like normal, but we don't think that dinner is allowed to be normal. Totally. So our, or, or be repetitive. So it's interesting how, like, I've actually never thought about the fact I, I never feel like, oh my gosh, this is bad. I'm eating toast again. But at dinner time, I might be like, oof, three nights in a row of a, of a pasta dish. We must be, something's wrong. You know, it's funny mm. how we assign different credentials, I guess, to different meals. Totally. And, and that we are, there's also something, there can be something comforting about repeating breakfast or even lunch. Like I know that um, Ann Bogle from... Um, Modern Mrs. Darcy and What Should I Read Next? I don't know if she still does this, but I know that there was a stretch in her life where like for every season, for like three straight months, she would eat the same thing for lunch, like every day. It was like, this is my summer lunch. This is my fall (laughs) lunch. This is my winter lunch. And it was like, I don't have to guess. I don't have to ask. I don't have to wonder. It's like, this is what I'm eating. It's something I really, really love. And this is what I'm having. And that it can be like a comfort in the other two meals. But if we put that at dinner, then we beat ourselves up about it. It's so Mm -hmm. true. I don't, I don't understand why that's the case. And so, yeah, let's, let's start. We should start a club. That's like repeat, repeat dinner. (laughs) I'm not good at naming things. I need more time, but we need to like acknowledge that for people. You're right. That it's okay to eat the same things for dinner. You don't have to feel badly about it. Because you don't feel badly the other meals. So like, mm-hmm. why is it any different? That's really, really good, Kate. You know, too, just this is completely unsolicited advice for the lazy genius listeners. But I think, too, the, that first question of name what matters. I think a lot of the times if you are married, that conversation needs to happen with your spouse. Because I think sometimes there's a pressure on the wife of like, my husband's expecting something different or my husband says that there has to be meat or whatever. So I think some like personally, Nate could, if I said, we're going to have pasta every night, he would be like, I'm so happy. Um, but for Nate, I think for a long time, I put expectations on myself that he never had for me. And then I do think some women are under expectations from their husband. So it might be like, okay, if, if meat matters to you, we're going to have to budget differently. That could be just a good date night conversation. (laughs) What do you care about? What do you care about in dinner, honey? I know because you're right. Like right now I would say that the majority of people listening uh, are, well, I know that the majority are women. I think it's like 98% women. Isn't that great? Um, But of those 98%, I would say like a pretty high percentage, they do do most of the cooking. And so, um, that doesn't mean that that's how it has to be, but that's how, that's what is normal for a lot of these listeners. And so what I would say, whenever you guys, um, you know, for people who have like been with me on Instagram lives and they ask questions about like, well, my husband doesn't like meat with a bone in it, or my husband doesn't like to repeat or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. then he can cook. Like if he's going to be upset about something or kind of pitch a fit, in whatever way he's going to, then you guys can have a conversation and you can say like, I can do this much in a week on average. Mm -hmm. And if you want meat at every meal, 
then like you said, we need to budget differently or um, I need to prep a lot of that meat on the weekends and I can't have the kids around to do it. So every Saturday morning or maybe just this Saturday morning, you take the kids to breakfast, bring me back a biscuit and I will have some meat ready for the week and we can try to make that work. But I just can't like do meat every single week. Mm -hmm. You know, like you kind of have to, you're absolutely right. You have to have those conversations because what matters to every single person could be very, very different or it could be the same and you assume it's different because you're putting expectations on someone or on yourself that you think another person has for you and they actually don't. So that's yeah. very wise, very, very wise advice. Once you guys, once you go through and name what matters to you and ask for what matters to the people that you're feeding. And then you do things like batch. You start small. You are so kind to yourself about what matters. Um, and even just seeing the difference of like not trying to be a genius about all the things that the internet tells you helps get dinner on the table. Just pick one, just pick one that makes the most sense to you, maybe two and whatever energy you have left over for the others, you can have it. But like, stop trying to be a genius about everything in the kitchen. It's just not, it's not worth the energy. It just makes you tired. And then you don't enjoy your dinner, which is a pain anyway. Okay. So where can people hang out with you in your kitchen and figure out how to like do dinner in a way that makes sense to them, Kate? I, so I'm on Instagram, Naptime Kitchen, and I am on uh, the the worldwide web <laughs> at naptimekitchen.com. Well, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for sharing your, your thoughts and your dinner wisdom with us. And I can't wait for people to learn more from you. So I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Kendra. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, so please do two things. First, go follow Kate on Instagram at Naptime Kitchen. And then second, go pre-order my book, The Lazy Genius Way. If this conversation resonated with you in any way, you are truly a lazy genius and you need the Swiss Army Knife Toolkit situation that my book can give you. It is truly a guide. It is a guidebook with 13 principles or tools that you can use to lazy genius anything. Dinner, friendships, gardening, your schedule, how you decide what you're going to do next, moving to a new place. You can lazy genius literally anything with the tools in this book. All the info you need is in the show notes or at thelazygeniuscollective.com slash book. Head there to get info too on the fun, free pre-order bonuses if you order before the release date of August 11th. They're real good. So check them out. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned so much from Kate. She's so great. Go follow her. Until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, and I'll see you next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.